0: welcome to another edition of the urban therapist i am your host eddie gene hall jr and joining me today is my good friend and the co-host of the urban therapist mr lewis rose how you doing today lou <laughs> you know what man i'm gonna have to take that thing away from you <laughs> I'm trying to be live <laughs> you, you you being live right. all right <laughs> happy okay, new wait, year once wanna, again everybody
1: this? let's try that a little differently how about this bring me back in but bring me back in in a very dignified way and then i'll i'll give you a different give, give, i'll give you a different vibe all right Okay. okay here we go
0: ready okay Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you may be at this time. I am your host, Eddie Jean Hall Jr., and you are joining me today on The Urban Therapist. And as always, with me is the co-host and the producer of The Urban Therapist, Mr. Lewis Rhodes. Is
1: that how you want it? That's how you want to roll.
0: Man, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 That was very Zen though, you know. That was very Zen. I gotta give you that. That was very Zen. You there know. You, uh, you know, maybe wanna either you know do some yoga or go get a yogurt. I don't know. One of the two, but you know, it was very zen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Today's topic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Today's topic is 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 when you get a great producer, hold on to him because I got one. Man, look, today's topic is we're continuing with and wrapping up the stages of grief. Uh, You know, the, the last few shows we've been talking about the different stages of grief, and I shared with everyone that I lost my mom recently and. So, I wanted to talk about the stages of grief, how it works, what we go through, but we also made it clear that loss is not limited to death. Or when we talk about death, it does not necessarily have to mean the loss of a life. It could be a, a relationship, a job, um, losing your home, uh, any number of things that permanently alter your current reality can take you through the stages grief. And so we've been talking about those stages and we brought out how uh, everyone doesn't experience them the same. Everyone doesn't go through the same phases. It's not a one, two, three, four, five, or a five, four, three, two, one. But the important thing is understanding that grief is not a one-shot deal. It's not something that uh, we all experience the same. It's not something that you have to feel guilty about. So that's why it's important to understand The stages and what you're dealing with so you do not put yourself on an unnecessary guilt trip or so you don't wind up getting stuck. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to wrap it up by talking about two of the and when I say two of the final stages, not two of the final stages in sequence, but two of the final stages out of what has been taught. As the five stages of grief. And we're going to get right into that right now. Um, We're going to be adjusting and tweaking how we do things because, you know, when you're listening to us on Spotify and some of the other uh, uh, formats, you don't have the visual. And so uh, we're going to be making sure that whether you're watching or listening, you can get the full effect. So with that being said, I want to read this quotation to you. It says this. It's important to remember that the grieving process can be complex and it isn't the same for everyone. These steps and we talk about these steps. We're talking about this, the stages of grief like anger, denial, depression, bargaining and acceptance. These steps may not be followed exactly or other feelings may surface after you thought you were through the stages of grieving. Allowing room to experience grief in your own way can help you heal after loss, make your grieving process individual. And I'm about to say something. I might get in trouble for this. But um, I think some people try to do things in order to make other people happy, you know, and they're trying to be considerate of others while they are healing It's hard for a drowning man to save another drowning man. You have to do what you have to do for you. So I'm saying that because, again, I want you to understand. Some people may not understand why and how you are processing things the way you are. But if you now have a better understanding of what you're going through, take this walk, take this journey. Don't try to hit a shortcut because you're worried about how your spouse may feel or how your significant other is feeling or, you know, no. I I applaud you for being considerate, but you got to remember. This is your journey. Mm -hmm. you've got to take it and for those of us who may be watching and supporting others we got to give them room we got to give them room to go through this their way so don't rush people through it okay all right so let's go into the last two stages that we're going to talk about first one is depression depression is the one i think everybody connects with when you talk about the stages of grief now during our experience Experience of processing grief, there comes a time when our imaginations do calm down. That's when you know we we stop or slow down on the bargaining, or we start pulling our anger in. Um, the 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 denial starts to 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 subside, and, and we slowly start looking at the reality of our present situation. Remember, anger Denial and bargaining are ways to help try to build with the shock of what took place. But there comes a point where. After going through those stages or even while in those stages, we start to look at the reality of the situation. Bargaining no longer feels like an option. We're faced with what's happening. And in grief. The intense sadness, once we're dealing with depression. Well, you know what? Before we go to that slide, Lou, let me go to something I, I, I pulled up and talking about depression. It says this. In this stage of our grieving, we start to feel the loss of our loved one more abundantly. Our panic begins to subside. The emotional fog begins to clear and the loss feels more present and unavoidable. See, now we're moving into that depression stage. Now, like I said, you can go through these simultaneously. You can go through several all at once. You can bounce around in them. But this is going into the depression stage. In those moments, we tend to pull inward as the sadness grows, because now we're really facing and dealing with the reality. We might find ourselves retreating, being less sociable, and reaching out less to others about what we're going through. And although this is a very natural stage in the grieving process, we're going through depression now, dealing with depression after the loss of the loved one, can be extremely isolating. People may not be able to step into and understand what you're feeling. And you may not be able to articulate how you feel, but that's okay. Going through this is a part of the process. And, and sometimes, you know, the intense sadness after time. Now, here's the difference between going through depression and grief, and and clinical depression. In grief, the intense sadness will lessen in intensity and in frequency as time goes by. Mm-hmm. In clinical depression, it's going to get worse. Now, that's not to say that. Depression and grief cannot lead to clinical depression, but we're not dealing with that right now. We're talking about the difference. okay? so depression when you're grieving is different from clinical depression. You know, it's just like, Lou, I want to do a show, but I'm going to get some other professionals on when we do this. You know, uh, every time there's a a mass shooting, I know I'm getting off topic here, but every time there's a mass shooting or 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 something like that, you know, that takes place. The first thing people holler, mental health, mental health, you know, as, as if everybody, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, comparing a person who is killing people for fun or for, because of their, I understand. Yes, they have mental health issues, but it's not the same category. Mm-hmm. As people who are dealing with other mental health challenges, and that's I think that's kind of one of my pet peeves is that and so when they throw it out there like that, that's what makes people a little more hesitant about going to get help about their issues mm. because you know they don't want to be uh, categorized with forgive me for saying this, now, nah, I'm not going to use that word, but they don't want to be categorized with somebody who is an extreme case. Mhm. You know, it, it it's it's like I don't know if this is a good comparison. It, it it's it, it's like comparing somebody that might smoke cigars to somebody that smokes crack. Mhm. You know, you smoking crack. You, you smoking crack. That's a whole different ball game, right. okay? You smoking cigars yes you are still smoking you are still going to have health problems you know but you ain't gonna have the same health problems you have when you smoking crack right you know and you're not going to get the same treatment mm-hmm. and you are not <laughs> a drug addict so you know we got to be careful how, how when we, we talk about that i'm sorry man that that that's just a pet peeve when i was watching the news a couple of weeks ago and i was thinking about it i mean just this umbrella this umbrella mm-hmm. of, of mental health we really gotta define and, and di- differentiate you know the different levels of it and what it is so you know everybody so you know so you don't think you know yeah okay so we're, so I see say that because we were talking about depression and grief and clinical depression they're different because see in grief you might even experience the sadness the sadness of depression at the same time you find temporary relief and happy memories from times before the loss you see what I'm saying so you you, you, you are able to negotiate and maneuver yourself through this. There it is, that next slide right there. In clinical depression, on the other hand, without the proper treatment, your mood would stay negative or even worsen over time. When you're dealing with depression and grief, like we read in the earliest slide, you know, thinking about those happy moments or moments with that person lifts your spirits and brings um, some temporary relief. Also with clinical depression, it would likely affect your self-esteem and you may rarely experience feelings of pleasure or happiness. So there's a difference. So the similarity, the sadness, the feeling down, uh, maybe not able to sleep, not able to eat. Um, you know you may, may be tempted to self-medicate, these different things, but the difference through thinking, talking, communicating with friends, you can lift your spirits, even though it's temporary. Temporary. Mm-hmm. Now, and going through the stages of grief is a roller coaster ride. Today you may be feeling the sadness. Tomorrow you may be feeling the uh, anger. Today you might be feeling sadness again, and tomorrow you may be in denial. But in this entire process, one of the things that happens is that next slide that you just pulled up, which is acceptance. Acceptance is the last, well, it's called the last stage. But again, that's if we go by the model of um that we, we outlined, talking about denial, anger, denial, anger, bargaining. Um, um, uh, then we talked about depression, and now we're talking about acceptance. But again, you can go through these simultaneously. Now, here's acceptance. Acceptance can look like mindful behaviors, engaging in the reality as it is. Coming to the acceptance that this is what has happened and I'm going to live with it. Now, here's a quotation from a doctor, Stanaway. Acceptance doesn't mean not experiencing distress, emotions or trauma. It does not mean you condone what is happening. Acceptance means noticing What you are fighting against, validating your desire to fight against it, and reorienting, I love this, reorienting yourself to the reality of the moment you are in. It means not getting stuck or getting unstuck from other stages. Mm. I love that. So acceptance means means I've come to the conclusion that I, I am angry. I come to the conclusion that there are times I feel depressed. I've come to the conclusion that I, I've, I've tried to bargain and I've tried to figure out and I've gone through my mind and played out what could have been and what I could have done different and what I wish would have happened. Acceptance means I, I've, I've accepted the fact that I've gone through denial, and I may still be in denial by the way I feel or when I walk into that room or when I drive by that certain spot that that person is not there. But acceptance means I realize and I understand that I'm going through this and I'm going to make it through this. That's Acceptance. Acceptance is not, oh, I'm putting my big boy pants on, or I'm putting my big girl pants on, and I'm not going to feel sad. And, you know, I've I'm, I'm got complete control now. Nothing's going to bother me anymore. No, that's not acceptance. Mm-hmm. Acceptance is when you have that moment when you just want to sit there and remember and play that DVD of that precious moment on the TV and sit there and cry and enjoy it, you can do it. Acceptance means when you're angry and you wanna just go in there and clear the closet out because you're so mad, it's okay for you to do it. Mm. It means I'm here now, I realize this and it's okay. That's acceptance. So those are the stages of grief. And and with that stage, and again, with acceptance, it doesn't mean I don't feel anger anymore. I don't feel depression anymore. I don't feel, I don't bargain anymore. I don't go through denial anymore. No, acceptance just means I accept that this has happened and this is my new life right now. And I'm going through these things. And I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to be honest with other people. And the most important thing, I'm going to be honest with myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's acceptance. And so those, my friends, are the stages of grief. Now, of course, there's a lot more information um, online. Uh, We want to recommend that you go to grief.com. The Hospice Foundation of America has great information. And NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Health, Great information and great articles on a variety of different topics and especially dealing with grief. And then also, Lou, I think we have the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. We want to throw that up every time we have a show. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you want to hurt yourself or if there's a topic that we're covering and it's hitting you a certain way, please we want you to reach out. We want you to get help. That's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number. That's 800-273-8255. Again, that number is 800-273-8255. Hey, man, I want to thank everyone uh, for their prayers and uh, their support over the last few months. And um, since then, I've had um, uh, several friends who have lost their parents and close loved ones. And so um my my heart and my prayers are with them. You know who you are. I don't want to say you know without their permission, but you know who you are, and I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. Okay. So Lewis, that wraps up this show, man. So we've ended up we we've ended our series, the last series from last year. Now it's you, time. Where do you anticipate we're going next? Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. I want to go next. Now, folks, I need you all to email us and let me know what you think. Cause if not, we're gonna go this way unless my producer stops me. Okay.
1: <laughs> You're threatening them.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, I'm okay. Just being honest. <laughs> you know, cause you know you got the final say. You know you can hit that button and be <clears throat> okay. But here's what I've been thinking, man. I really want to do something you, 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 you know a, as a therapist I, I I have to be I'm very objective I have to be very objective um, I we have as professionals we are not supposed to put our our ideas our concepts our ideologies' not supposed to put those on people you know the goal is to help you discover you your best you and so our goal is to guide. So in guiding, I think something I'd like to focus on in the new year is spirituality. I, I like to talk about tying true spirituality into your life or helping people to discover their spiritual selves. and And, and that's important because. I meet a lot of people that, you know, there, there's, there's something missing Mm -hmm. and, and, and they realize that there's something missing and they can't put their fingers on it. And I, I, I just personally believe that there is a combination. There is this perfect combination, that science of, of spirituality and counseling that they go together and i think if you can discover your your track in that you know and and look at your spiritual history and and what you need i, I think that i think that is the combination so going into 2023 i want us to do some exploration on that and again it's not to push any any specific denomination any specific religious faith so if you got one you want me to promote i'm sorry not doing it okay but what I want to get people to do is to start thinking. It may be the answer for you. I, you know, I I know for me personally, I've I've been on a new spiritual track in my life, probably I would say almost for the last two years. Um so I'll 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 share with the audience. Uh, next time around, something, um, a very traumatic event that took place in my life right at the heart of COVID and um, just, re- had just rearranged my entire, entire life. And so, like I said, so since then, um, my life has not been the same. It's, I've had a new reality. And with that new reality has become new experiences, new challenges, new thoughts. Um, I've had to challenge my faith, and my belief in God. And so, yeah. So I, I think that's one of the things I want to do, Lou, going into 2023. And listen, folks, stay with me on it. Again, I'm not trying to get you to join a church or anything like that. I just want to get you to think. It may We may talk about some things that may change your life. So I think that's where we're going to go, man. All right. All right. So listen, with that being said, again, we want to thank you for joining us. And remember, you can find us on on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and you can email us at im dot dot at gmail dot com. And Lou, I'm gonna give you the final say, man, because you've been kind of quiet tonight. <laughs> I mean, look, you
1: said it all. I, I'm i am just here to back you up, so don't worry. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, if you find us on any of the social media platforms, please let us know you're listening. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know about this show or others. And don't forget Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other places where you get your podcasts. You will find us. Share us. Let other people know about us as well.
0: All right. Take care, everybody, and we will see you next week.